0: Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.
2: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it?
3: And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome Mike. I knew it as soon as I said it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's pre-market prep. Banks Israel Joel Conan Dennis Dick with you this morning. A lot going on today. I want to talk about the banks. We do have a stress test today. Results could come out after the close, maybe tomorrow, maybe Monday. Uh, banks are in focus for me. We're going to talk solar. Uh, we're going to talk biotech or um eli lily and biogen specifically we got a couple earnings we got a lot going on today uh jobless claims at 8 30 there's a few data points coming out throughout the day we have gdp uh second estimate of that at 8 30 as well a lot to get to mark Shaken from Shaken analytics will join the show at 8 15 as he does every other thursday in the meantime drop us a like hit subscribe if you haven't already
4: please and thank you joel how are we doing this morning Straight up, Spencer. Straight up from that close at thirty-one fifty, fifty-four fifty pre-market high, old-time high fifty-eight and a quarter, right there, right now. Uh, in order to post a new old-time closing high, have to be above forty-five seventy-five. Uh, crude sniff seventy four was over seventy four yesterday. Back in the seventy two handle, down thirty four cents. Uh, gold gearing up to try and clear eighteen hundred, up four bucks at seventeen eighty seven forty. Silver back over twenty six, up just about two pennies, twenty six thirteen. Bitcoin trying to get away from 30 and head to 40 up 1200 at 34,100. Ethereum in the green by $69.75 on the futures at 1989.75. So triple D for a uh, wow. kind of a, a lazy Thursday here. Uh, we got some stuff going on considering we're out of earnings season. Uh, we don't pay attention to analyst ratings anymore. Huh. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got we got some movers out there.
3: Yeah, we also have. Uh, this is uh, Russell Eve, the Russell Rebalance <laughs> Eve here. Russell so, Eve, Russell Eve. It's so a- tomorrow is the big day, the Russell Rebalance. Obviously, we're gonna have a lot of movement in some small cap stocks tomorrow, especially at the close, as those uh ads go in and the deletes go out, but. We will see if there's going to be some fireworks or if it's going to be a quieter wrestle. But it's always a little bit of action. So I'm excited for that tomorrow. It's one of the biggest trading days of the year. Uh, I know for our firm as well. So, but let's go. Talk stocks. Um, we are breaking out. I had to put some money to work. I talked about a couple mm-hmm. stocks yesterday on the show. So I went down dirty and put on a couple long swing trades on some of those stocks that I talked about. Oh, and pray tell, pray tell. I bought Baba, which we talked about. And obviously, I own a Baba, but I bought more shares of Baba for a swing trade. I bought Teladoc, TDOC, because we talked about that. And I was like, okay, uh, I like the setup. I'm like, we talked about the setup on the show. So I went down and got dirty in some Teladoc and a couple smaller ones. I bought some more Rocket. I couldn't resist my Rocket. So actually, that one really went out actually yesterday. We didn't talk about it yesterday, but. It had a nice rally there. You see, you're seeing some of those um, other stocks, the Reddit stocks, starting to show a little bit of life. Bed Bath & Beyond I did not buy. I wish I would have because it got an upgrade here today, and it's Ooh. blasting off too. So there's pockets of action. Um, and obviously this market overall is just in a grind higher. And, I mean, we got to give a shout-out to Mitch because he's been calling Tesla for the last week. He was talking about it on our show at 6.06. is now 6.75. Mitch, 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 good call, buddy. Tesla blasting off.
4: Uh, and I, uh, Spencer, Snowbridge him...
3: says short everything that I'm long. So go, uh, ahead. What go about, ahead. if you want to do that.
4: What about um, just give that Tesla news real quick, Spencer? Oh, the Starlink thing. I don't even know how much this
2: matters, but
4: uh, it know. matters. It's all up right, twenty all
2: bucks. All right, so Starlink is like Elon Musk's um. Uh, what, like mind reading uh, satellite thing, whatever. No, it's a satellite. It's a satellite company. And uh, he, he, I guess he said that he was going, Starlink is maybe, maybe going to IPO, maybe potentially, hopefully sort of, kind of. And Elon Musk said that in uh, the event of a Starlink IPO, he would do his best to give Tesla shareholders preference in the IPO, if and when that ever happens. How he would do that is beyond me, but that's what he said. So, anyway, that's the that's a headline, but it, Tesla doesn't need a headline. Tesla's already hot to begin with, and um, it's still going, as as you guys said. So, it's
3: got a date with 700. So David Green said yesterday. It's what you guys said. And, it's what uh, Mitch said. What, um, Mitch said that this morning. He thinks it's got a date with 700, too. It looks like the likely target. Um, I always like if, I'm, if I've got the whole number on my mind, a lot of times you do see them fall short of it. So, if I'm going to sell at 700, I probably always sell at, like, 695. I'd go down from the whole number just because I feel like there's always like a lot of other people thinking that number and they line up there. And sometimes the first time up there, they get to 697 and they pull it back. So if, and I don't have any Tesla, but if I was long and I wanted to sell at 700, I'd probably sell it in the 690s just to make sure that I got filled. If, you know, obviously, and we, we don't know, it's still got to go another 14 bucks, but it looks like it does have 700 on the mind. So I wouldn't be surprised if it at least gotten to the 690s, but we'll see. I think it happened.
4: Do you think Elon and Adam Jonas watch the pre-market prep show and they see this clean break that we've been talking about that 635 cleared that yesterday or or Adam saw it yesterday and then Elon sees it today? Uh, I'll just say, you know, 700. Why not? I would just say today you're already trading up uh, 20 sticks and I just see three highs in in the same area. So that just that means nothing for the long term, but for the short term. Right, maybe, uh, you know, maybe some intraday selling, maybe some people that have, uh, the weeklies or something like that. But if you want the exact area, we haven't hit there yet. We're just under six eighty because you know this thing is gonna go, you know, up and down, up and down, and all around. But uh six eighty, let's see, I see six eighty 680 to six eighty five. I see, I see three, four highs in that area, so. Keep an eye on that. After that, 690 was a high and, of course, 700.
2: Let's start with uh, some drug news here this morning. Sure. Let's go to Eli Lilly. Uh, The headline here is that they're getting uh, uh, basically uh, they're on the fast track is is essentially the headline here. Uh, The FDA, we know, had already conditionally approved Biogen's. Alzheimer's drug yeah you're saying to Eli Lilly this morning we're gonna give you we're gonna grant you the breakthrough therapy designation for your Alzheimer's drug essentially not approved but you get to go on the fast track for approval down the line um,
3: which they is, set I, that dangerous precedent with yeah. Biogen and now it's like okay well they're doing it gonna do it for Lilly. You made a good point, Joel. SAVA is trading up here this morning. They've got a potential drug. Obviously, I don't know how far along that is, but you start thinking everybody who's working on an Alzheimer's drug, if you're, you know, getting close, you know, there, there could be that fast track designation. There could be, you know, it's a change in the way the FDA has always done things. So not surprising, you know, that Lily is getting a pop on this news. Great news for Lily. Also not surprising that Biogen is selling off on this news because now you got a potential competing drug for theirs. So, I mean, you thought, oh, wow, it's approved, but it was approved with conditions, and now they're going to start approving other or at least getting fast track designations. It looks like they're just changing the way they're doing things here. So Biogen is down $30 on this, deserved. I'm long Biogen, um, but, you know, the sell-off probably deserved. It probably got overdone when it got up to 450, because it was a conditional approval. So I've been in Biogen since I feel like birth. So I'm probably not selling it. It was one of the first stocks I bought years and years ago. So I'm sticking with it. Um, Lily, no position. I, it's a nice pop. It can do a lot of things yeah, here. I'd say cool. the old high 235 is pesky. Oh, what, what can it do there? Has it been through the two thirty five? Yeah,
4: this Dennis. Yeah, yeah. Full disclosure too. Do have a a, a lily position, not inter, a, a long term position. Long-term a, yeah, long term one. Won't that's be doing one. anything with it today. Uh I two thirty five eighty five, Dennis. That's your all time high in the pre market. You hit two thirty eight. I mean, if I was if I was a day trader, or I had weekly options, and this thing didn't get over two thirty-eight within like the first couple minutes. I mean, there's a lot of downside. I that that's just the way I'm looking at it. You can't short a rocket ship like this. But look, look what uh biogen, you know, kind of did off it, and use that to precedent. Uh, Dennis gave you a great number two thirty five eighty five old time high big
3: time number big
4: time number. I mean, it's it's traded. I'm not gonna say there's not enough in the book, you know, to hold it down. It's traded three hundred and forty thousand so far. I don't know when the, if the news came out if it actually traded more, but there's got to be some limit orders in there between you know two twenty and that old time high. I mean, I bet you there's some limit orders at two thirty. Uh, that that was the high the day after it made its all time high, two twenty nine fifty eight. So i uh, not great so much group. worried
3: about book pressure holding this down, just worried that we're getting a pop here, Biogen got the pop and then it dropped. Obviously it's not yep. it's not Precident. like the same thing, but you know, it's so what ta- do you know the difference between fast track, like this fast track, you know, thing that the FDA is doing and what Biogen got, which is a pre approval? Like, do do we understand that or is that an Adam Fearstein question? <laughs>
4: That is like I was. Spencer's
3: sick. on mute. Well, they're
4: at I different was... stages.
2: They're at different stages in, in the in the approval process. Biogen is ahead, right? Um, yeah. And all all it, all it means is, is there's more than one track to approval, right? There's more than one way to yeah. go through the system and get your drug approved through the FDA. What Biogen got was not even really approval. It was conditional approval, right? They still have to do another. They got to do a phase yeah. two
4: trial still, <sighs> right? Oh boy, oh boy. So yeah, it, it's
2: kind of a can of worms here. So Eli Lee is not far behind, and then Sava not far behind them. That's the I, I, I have
3: trouble <laughs> chasing this move. Um, you do have a level if you wanted to try the short. That two thirty five is a good number. It starts to go two thirty six, two thirty seven. Anytime a stock makes a new all time high, I never yeah. want to be shorted. So if you were so inclined to short this pop, you got to stop yourself out. I would say above the highs, and you know how tight do you go is the question too. It's going to be really wild off that opening tick. So I don't know. I, I'm more inclined to fade this move, but I'm not making a trade on it because this is this, you know, you start getting all time to high territory and it's dangerous to be short stocks.
4: I, I was sick that day that they taught that in biology and uh in high school and I didn't take it in college. So um can't answer that. But uh Sava's trading up a buck ninety-four. That had a crazy day a couple days ago. They were presenting at a conference and that got over 90. So, two lower highs. Uh, they with the that, rug out from yeah, under. yeah. they, man, that thing is, that's a, mm. if you want to change my, uh, the start of the show to a volatile puppy, I mean, this is it. But uh, if you're looking for a short term target on this one, uh, well, I call it ninety bucks because the two and three day highs eighty nine fifteen and ninety two fifties, and then biogen. I mean, uh, I don't know about drug approvals. <clears throat> I don't know fast tracks. I don't know anything. But man, you get something to go from two eighty to four sixty, and it gets back near its all time high. You just got to think that the people that been stuck in this thing. For five the years, selling six years. I mean, even at $350, you are yeah. still doing better. But um, we'll it's see. it a
3: play to sell the drugs yeah, on the Pops. Um, I sold my Sarepta a couple weeks ago because the move just got, it, it went crazy there for about a week. It was $73 on June the 7th. And then in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 sessions, it hit 90 and I don't, like, I don't even know if the news, I don't even know if there was news there. I rarely top tick a stock. And like, you know, a couple of people point out in the chat, they say they always fade me. Uh, I don't think you're fading me on this one and making money because I <laughs> sold that thing at $89. Um, it was just getting up to that 90. and I was Why? looking at all that resistance up there. And I'm like, this is way too much, way too fast. I'm going to get a chance to get this back. I could re- rebuy it right now and already scalp myself 10 bucks at 78. I don't know why it just started. I, I don't know what the was there any news during that week because I wasn't even paying attention to the story. I was just like, this seems like a pretty big move for Sarefda, and I haven't really seen any major headline. Uh,
2: it, it, this is
3: what week was this, or what day was this? Then, I'm, yeah, looking, I, I'm look, looking from June the 7th yeah. all yeah, the, the way up to about June the 15th. The 15th yeah. No, I, mean, I never really saw a headline. I was like, "This is just up
4: three, four. But it
3: had the big move, maybe on June seventh, that had some move.
2: They had yeah,
4: a big- that had to be the there had to be news that day. Well,
3: they got some they got uh, some love from BTIG in that span, but that's not. I don't think, really. Well, that'll move it a bit, but it just felt way overdone. And it's a stock that I actually had not purchased great, so I was bag holding Yeah, you bought it. it
4: on the first Cathy plunge. Yeah,
3: and it wasn't a good buy. $83 or $84, and I was taking yeah. heat and got down like $67. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> is, you got to sell the when they get the ridiculous pops, you know, and they get these ridiculous moves in a short period of time. I mean, it's different if you've had some for a decade, you know, like a Biogen. Um, and, yeah. You know, my cost basis is so low that I don't want to realize that, that the gain on it either, you know, and that's always a consideration. I mean, people say don't worry about the tax. But I mean, really, when you think about this, if you bought a stock, you know, like my average cost basis on MasterCard is $11. It's 375 yeah. So if I sell it, I'm basically giving half of my money, you know, it depends on how you're taxed, I guess. But if you're going to give up a good chunk of that gain. You got to pay in a tax bill. So that means for me to really, like, make money by scalping out of this, MasterCard probably needs to go down to, like, 230 or 240, really, you know, for me to re-get and be better off. So do I predict a 100-point fall on MasterCard? If I don't, then why am I selling it and realizing such a ridiculous gain? Biogen is the same story. I think my average cost based on Biogen is 46. So it's 343. It means the majority of it of my position now as a gain. I mean, this is, you know, for long-term investing, this is, you know, just making an argument for it that you hold some of these good companies long-term. They do go up a lot. So if I'm not going to get a huge fall, you know, why am I going to sell it and realize a huge gain? I mean, maybe you realize it in a a bad year. If you have a bad trading year, it's been a while since I've had a bad trading year, contrary to popular opinion in the chat. But, (laughs) um, you know, if I have a bad year, maybe I realize some of those gains then. But right now, why, you know, when I'm sitting up here in the high bracket, why am I going to realize a gain and now pay half of that money away to the government?
4: OK, so. I, I'll just say one thing and uh, and we go back and forth on this. And I, I totally agree. I mean, if it's not, you know, if you don't need it to like buy a new pair of jeans or something, uh, but taxes could go up, you know. So that's, you know, at least in the well, short other term, 52
3: percent in Ontario. <laughs> So, right. I don't know how high <laughs> they need to go. go. Um, but, and people say, why don't you have a Roth? Yeah, I do have an RSP. The one thing to consider with an RSP, and we're not a tax advice show here, but 100% huh? of everything you make in that is eventually taxed. Like, in the way I don't know how the Roth is, I'm not American, so I don't have a Roth, but an RSP eventually 100% of everything is taxed in an RSP. So, I mean, yeah, you don't have to pay the tax today, but when you start withdrawing money from it, you have to pay. And we get a capital gains break. So there's an argument in Canada where you shouldn't be doing any stock trading if you're if you're profitable inside an RSP because all of those gains and in Canada you have capital gains in your long-term stuff, so it's only 50% taxed. But in an RSP, everything is taxed 100%. So you're not getting that capital gains tax break inside an RSP. So I don't know how the Roth works because I'm like I said I'm not American, um, but if it works in any similar way, eventually that's all taxed. So that's why. I don't like trading inside my RRSP for you Canadians out there.
2: All right, uh, I'm going to bring on Mark Chakin here. Uh, we're a few minutes late for Mark. He's been doing the background. Mark Chakin, good morning, sir.
4: Mark, are you that last man? segment was sponsored by Deloitte and Touche. Video <laughs> <Mark. Medio laughs> in Canada.
3: Kirsten
2: Young. Can you hear me, Mark? <laughs> Oh, he can't hear me. Mark, Mark, Mark. All right, he can't hear me. Let's, uh, He's got oh, to come back on in a second. Let, let's, we let's, love Mark. Yeah, we do love Mark. Uh, let me message him. Oh, now I think we just lost him now. Okay. Right, we'll um, him we will get Mark back. In the meantime, just so everyone knows in chat, I'm writing down tickers. I wrote down a few. We'll cover them later on in the show. Um, let's talk about – where did I want to go? Beyond oh. me. Okay, we can go Beyond Meat that because that's quick, and then we'll go uh, solar after that. Beyond Meat, uh, I guess, is getting the boot from uh, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, uh, is what they announced yesterday. Uh, first, there's, there's two headlines. One, J.P. Morgan uh, reiterated their underweight, underweight rating, and then yeah. two, Dunkin' Donuts uh, is booting the Beyond Meat sausage sandwich from their menu. So double whammy. I don't know.
3: Uh, is this. It's kind of nothing burger for me. Pun hey, pun fully intended. Pun, on, pun, fully, intended. pun
4: fully intended. This
3: pun intended. fully intended. This is
4: so. This is so obvious here. What this stock needs to do, what, I don't well, know. It what... needs
3: to get up over like it's. It's been in consolidation station here for a bit. So until it gets up over one sixty, I'm not interested in it. Dennis, um, what
4: about what about uh, looking on the downside here? You're looking at the top of the consolidation. Below one
3: forty is trouble.
4: Yeah, I mean, I see all these lows at 145. And then you did the double dip on uh, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, sixty-two, 142. 71. I say you got to get back. If it gets back over 145, what was yesterday's low? Yesterday's low was 44.89. And then you get a look at the close. But I think if this thing doesn't get back over 145, I just don't like the way it looks underneath. So let's see, 145. That's, when you got that many loaves in the same area and actually you undercut it on three occasions during this trading range so if you're trading uh, beyond meat and i i I understand i mean i i had i mean those things are just like you're chewing them and they're like chewing them and they're just somebody
3: was talking about when i when i told the story about when i gave spencer when he was four years old the beyond meat burger and that's the truth we threw them all in the barbecue (laughs) you know we normally eat hamburgers but we're like i would try this beyond meat burgers i didn't say anything to the four-year-old And, you know, he likes a good hamburger, and he's a good eater. He's not fussy at all. Anyway, so, like, he's got the bun there, and he's got, you know, we put the burgers, you know, and he grabs the burger, and he dresses his own because he's four years old. He likes to do his own thing, plows it with ketchup, mustard, you know, puts a little tomato on there, and he bites into it. And then he just sits it back down, opens up the thing, takes the patty of the Brion meat burger off, throws it off to the side, eats the ketchup bun. So that's what he thought about the Beyond Meat Burger. It was not approved by the four-year-old, and they could tell the difference. Okay. Dennis, so, did I see
4: the on Twitter that you the, the two twenty-five calls are uh, are trading at a premium? Did I oh, see? Oh yeah.
3: That? Yeah, I know with the weight.
4: I'm i I'm, <laughs> I'm selling to 200 puts. I actually
3: puts. don't. I haven't weighed myself since <laughs> I moved. I don't know where the scale is. So it's actually just oh, a, that's a mystery what I'm weighing right now. I was two twelve when I moved. Three months ago, obviously, I'm you know, building the new house there, so I'm like in a rental right now. But I was two, I was two twelve. I'm like the 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 whole hiding in the basement eating ice cream sandwiches is not helping <laughs> the cost. <laughs> I go what? for the odd jog that helps a little bit. I do do a lot of activity. That firewood picture, I did stack that firewood. So you know, pe- people weren't were, were, you know they were they didn't know if I stacked <laughs> it or not. I didn't cut it and split it, but I did stack it. So, I mean, I get a little bit of physical activity and stuff. I do do some physical stuff, but, you know, I move some blocks, you know what I mean? Uh, my dad, or I moved some blocks. From my dad who built a break highs? wall. What's
4: all I want to know what's all time highs.
3: 217, 218. I've never been eight, over two twenty. Someone's ask Dennis, how tall are you? I don't even know. Is six it, foot. You're six, six foot, foot, foot even on the nose. You know. Okay. All right. So <laughs> really, they say by the book I'm supposed to be one eighty five. That's what the book says. But, but that's pretty well, tight. Down the book
4: out. Two yeah,
3: hundred. I haven't. I was. I was running when I was <laughs> running two years ago. Um, when I started running twice a week, I started getting down to words of two hundred, but I have not been under two hundred pounds That's since I got support. married, I don't know, a bazillion years ago. No, I think it was seventeen years ago. So all right. All right. Mark, Where's Mark?
2: Mark? Mark, are you? I think Mark is here. Mark, do we have you? You do.
3: Yes, finally.
2: Okay, Mark Hi. Chicken, everyone, the founder of Chicken Analytics, long time veteran of these markets. Mark, good morning. How are Hello you doing? There. What are you watching today?
5: Watching the dollar. Dollar. Ooh, call. Ooh, that is the key. Uh, we had a big uh, rally in the dollar, broke a short-term downtrend. Now I think we pulled back a bit, but the speculators are short the dollar big time. Hedgers are long. So we've got a trade that's set up many times in the past 30 years, and it always ends badly for the dollar. Uh, it always ends well for the dollar when the speculators are short. And it has big impact in two places, gold, bearish for gold, and commodity prices. So I think it's really important to be watching the dollar.
2: Do we have a dollar index chart up there? Joel? You
4: got a UUP.
5: Yep.
2: Okay, same
5: thing. Yep.
4: Is that what you watch, Mark? Or is there a, is there a DX, no, I, DXY? I,
5: it's a, if I'm on my online brokerage platform, I'm watching you know a, a, a Forex. But the UUP is just fine. Okay, so, yeah. Um, The expectation is that with speculators heavily short the dollar in the futures market that you're going to get a rally through those highs. And as I said, historically, that's been extremely bearish for gold and for commodities, which is clearly relevant to the current conversation about inflation and interest rates and and whether tech or value is going to break out.
4: Mark, I, I want to ask you real quickly because you mentioned speculators and hedgers and stuff. Do you uh, remember when um, the commitment of traders people used to really follow that? Steve Breezy, do you remember that? That was a couple hundred years ago. Did yeah, you? Ever
5: Larry, Larry Williams followed that as well. Yeah. So, uh, do
4: you? Uh, do you pay any attention to that anymore? The
5: commitment. No, to I, I have a sentiment service that does the heavy lifting. Okay, all and right. That, that points out these relationships, but I mean, it, it's not hard to find that data just a question of digging
2: so mark you you mentioned uh watching the dollar and, and uh, in effects of inflation and now you've got people at the fed saying uh transitory is a little bit longer than we initially thought uh you know your bostic was saying i thought in my last three months now it could last like six or nine months uh is this a short-term trade for you or or, or what
5: Well, I think uh, this is really key to where uh, money is going to flow over the next six months. Definitely not a short-term trade. The dollar uh, typically, when it's set up against heavy speculator shorts, rallies for another uh, four to six months. And that would clearly have a big impact on the inflation conversation. I think what's going on with, A, there are too many Fed voices. You know, it's just this week there's seven different Fed speakers I know, including Kaplan and Bullard, who, you know, we know what they're going to say. But the key is not where we are right now, because these are the year over year comparisons that were bound to be where they are. And a lot of this has to do with some supply chain issues that are pretty serious. And part of the reason the futures are up big this morning is because Taiwan Semiconductor said they were going to prioritize two cohorts, automobile manufacturers and Apple. So, and General Motors is saying they're going to strip out some extraneous functionality that requires chips. So the bottom line is there are going to be more cars available. There are going to be more used cars. And that's been a key component of the inflation indices, used car prices. So I think inflation, I I, yeah, I wish I could predict where inflation is going to be, but I think this is really a recency bias. You know, you had the April and May numbers that were off the charts and everybody is extrapolating that out into the future. I don't think you can do that. The supply chain issues are going to ease up.
4: That's what Jerome's saying.
5: Well, he knows better than I do. That's for sure. Uh, We're getting getting some questions,
2: uh, for, uh, for Mark's thoughts in, uh, for some stocks in the chat, uh, uh, Mark. Uh, Michael is asking about IDCC, which I guess is, he says, I don't remember you talking about, uh, unless I was sick that day. But I
5: talked about it in my newsletter, Okay, the Small Cap Newsletter. I like IDCC. It's a patent farm uh, that doesn't just troll other people. They actually have 300 scientists, 120 PhDs on staff, and they're very uh, critical in... Um, Patents in areas like Internet of Things, 5G, streaming video, so it's come down from 85 to 75, and I think it's, um, it's very attractive down here. This is a long-term play on technology patents.
3: Okay.
4: Um, I'm quiet because we've got a number coming out <laughs> Well we're we're not, that's okay numbers Oh yeah let's go out. to the one minute Let's go to the one minute um, not, you know These are not big numbers uh, 53 and a quarter where we're currently trading Pre-market high 54 and a half 58 and a quarter is the all time high Like I said these are not Jobless Big numbers out.
2: Durable goods out a little bit lighter than than thought Jobless claims out Um
4: Nothing, nothing muffin yeah. here. Uh, Java's claims are a little bit higher than third, uh, very quiet. Wow, I don't no movement. It. Sorry, Mark didn't mean to interrupt okay. you. Okay,
5: critical numbers.
4: <laughs> I can see you're just banging on the keyboard, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about uh, the relentless move here in the oil market, where we're at on the shake and readings. Uh just uh, seems to be the same mantra that, you know, gearing up the economy, going to need all this oil. Uh, big move for just uh, where we're at on the power gauge. Any any sentiment on oil and the oil sector.
5: Very bullish, bullish on the big ETFs in the space, XOP and XES and um, individual stocks within those ETFs, large, mid and small, all doing really well. So I I think energy is something we had that two day pullback in energy last week, Thursday, Friday, when you got some profit taking and uh, they were great buys down there and they bounced. They've just bounced stocks like um, even the refiners have uh, have come in a big way. Valero looking really strong. Mark, so, we have
3: we have seen some some rotation here and, and rotation out of the banks, and we're going to get the stress tests here tonight. Um, I mean, Citigroup, for instance, has went from $80 and it went down for about nine straight trading sessions all the way down to 67. We've seen a, a sell-off in Bank of America. It's not as extreme as the Citigroup. J.P. Morgan has significantly come off the highs. What are your thoughts on the banks here? We got stress tests tonight. Do you think this is a buying opportunity to buy the dip opportunity in the banks?
5: I don't. Uh, I think the, the big ca- uh, return of capital is going to come from the trust companies like Bank of New York Mellon and State Street. Uh, less so in the major banks. Um, And, you know, the banks are a play on where interest rates are going. And right now there's no indication that interest rates are moving higher in the short term. So, uh, you know, the banks are, are a broken trade right now. Although, you know, logically with the economy picking up, you would expect the banks to do well, but they're telling depositors, don't give us your money.
2: Well, even though we know that they're about to announce like mad buybacks tonight or tomorrow,
5: well, but the market knows that. That's not going to come as a surprise. Yeah, the surprise Dude, yeah. would be if the stress tests prevent. You, you, you're right. Buying means- back their stock, so yeah, the yeah. market, the market, the market
2: sure. The market knows. The market knows a lot of things that 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 don't. Uh, that that don't, doesn't mean it's priced in all the time, right? Um,
5: I would be I think it would be a dentist sell the move in the biotech uh, syndrome if you got a big jump up because of stress test uh, reaction I, I wouldn't chase that at all it okay.
3: seems like this market just hasn't really been the market to chase in I mean in the, it and obviously some of the better trades in the last month I mean people say oh yeah growth is working but I mean growth tech was hammered so, I mean, you know, you look at a lot of the Kathy stocks and, you know, you can say, wow, what a rally here. But I mean, you now, Kathy ARKK went from 130 to 100 bucks in two weeks. So, you know, now it's gotten back a lot of those losses there. But it, it doesn't seem to be the market that, you know, you're buying the breakouts and they're just continuing to break out. It's actually been more of a buy the dip market, a contrarian market to a certain extent in 2021. I mean, in 2020, it was working to buy breakouts, but. Breakouts haven't been working that great. So to your point, you know these when you get these gap up in prices, they seem to be more selling opportunities than buying opportunities.
5: Especially in the big stocks, the smaller stocks that have rounded bottoms or cup and handles in the in the um, William O'Neill universe have actually f- had some follow through. If you look at the shipping stocks, which we've liked, the power gauges love Genko GNK and DAC. Uh, They just keep going. Small pullbacks and they're they're making new highs because containers are in short supply and and bulk dry rates are moving up. Uh, That'll end someday, but uh, it it really depends. I agree with you, uh, Dennis, in the large cap stocks.
2: All right. Michael H. is asking us to ask Mark about uh, Barrick Gold and First Majestic. Uh, Do you have any thoughts there?
5: Well, if the dollar trade plays out the way it has in the past, then you you don't want to be long gold. Andy. In other words, if we're going to get if yeah. we're going to get 4 to 6 months of additional strength here in the dollar, it it really weighs heavily on gold. Now, Barrick, I believe has had a bullish rating in the power gauge
2: I was, to, I was going to ask you what the power gauge is saying on all these things. If you're if you're generally bearish,
5: power gauge had a bullish rating on Barrick from late April through two weeks ago, and now the rating is neutral as the stock has broken down through long-term trend line about twenty three bucks, twenty two fifty. So, I, I think the dollar trade. If you if you just inverted Barrick, you're looking at the dollar, aren't you? Uh, I, I if, guess gold. If you if you flip the chart, that uh peak yeah. in May looks like the bottom in the dollar, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, you can make that argument. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah you know, what? let's just let's just do this. Let's just compare the charts side by side. u, u-, u-, u- p right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, doesn't really do it justice because the. Um, Any
4: of those scaling is kind yeah, of Yeah, scaling yeah, up. Anyway, anyway,
5: I, I mean, the, the relationship is tried and true. Uh, in the short term, you don't want to be long gold if the dollar is going to keep going to the upside.
2: Mark Chakin is the founder of Chakin Analytics. Uh, uh, he's got uh, tremendous uh, insights, uh, newsletter, uh, power gauge, all great stuff. Joins us every other Thursday. Uh, Mark, thanks a lot. Have a good one. Talk you to too.
5: You. Thanks July. Mark. Yep. Thanks Mark. We All won't right. see
4: you till. oh we'll see uh before the thanks, uh, Thanksgiving uh, fourth, fourth, fourth of July. July. Yep. Uh,
5: I think so. Yes. No, maybe. maybe not. Uh
4: no. Yes. Wait a minute. No. no, no, well, we, won't. no we won't.
5: Happy 4th of July. And to you. Stay away from the fireworks.
4: Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I hear there's some inflation there too. Uh let's talk about solar here. Here's a have yeah. Yeah, there we overnight. Go. Um it, I've been reading murmurings about this you know i I thought the u.s was going to um uh issue some tax credits or they already did issue some tax credits to u.s based companies now uh basically continuing on the agenda from the trump administration uh the biden administration is saying uh they're going to uh tax some solar imports from chinese companies and so good for u.s solar Yep. Bad for Chinese solar. I'm looking at DQ. I'm looking at JKS. Yeah, they're getting um, hit on
3: this. Yep. What else am I looking at? Uh first solar is the is the on the good side. at full disclosure, I'm still long my first solar. Kind of been all over the place with this trade. Sun Power also trading higher on this. Full disclosure, I'm still long Sun Power actually added to it back when the stock was twenty-four dollars because I had sold some we know up in the fifties when it just got silly. So I bought back a lot of the shares that I had sold. Um I, I don't know if it continues or not. I just know, you know, like the sun power has kind of been setting up where it's been, you know, just kind of consolidating. Like some of the trades that we were talking about even yesterday, this would have been one I would have mentioned yesterday if I would have looked at the chart, where you're just in consolidation station. It's a little bit of a catch up trade where some of these growth names had really were obviously gone in January and February. We know that SPW our rally was just ridiculous, going from twenty to almost sixty dollars pulled back off the 20, but now it's stopped going down, and now it's you know, starting to show a little bit, and it's perking up. so I mean, this is the kind of setups that I like, where a stock's been beat up, it's coming back now, now it's stopped going down, now it's starting to show a little bit of life, and you know maybe there's a little bit of a catch-up trade here. So I think there is the room to 30 on SunPower in the short term. Uh, for solar, it's just been shop and slop. This one's tough, Joe. I'm going to throw it to you, because it's kind of been all over the place. Hi. Up five bucks this morning, though.
4: Oh, up 5. That's a big move. Uh and it doesn't look like it's done yet. I mean, your bid here at the highs of the pre-market session. Uh I think you just got to be this is an area of interest. Uh you had a high of 84.91. That was the high on the gap down day. That was probably earnings. So, you got here you got air. You bid 85 here and there's air up to ooh, 8. Is that 80? Oh, that's not that big of a gap. 86.63. So if it gets 85.85 85 bid, decides it had some more work to do, then you know, maybe throw something out there at uh, 86.50. Uh and that that would fill the gap. The high one, on that day, that, that that's a big move for it. I bet you that's way over its average daily range, too. So and
3: one thing to consider is what Mark was just saying, you know, and like what we were saying is it seems like the gap ups are the selling opportunities. Um, if this gets up near the ninety, I'll probably ring the register on it because there's major resistance up there. Like you said, I think there's a little bit of room. This is you know, this is in my portfolio, but it wasn't really put in there as the long term forever investment i just like to set up and i've kind of been like i said all over the place i originally bought this i don't know a couple months ago at 76 it ran to 90 so i missed it i could have obviously rebought it at my price so i think it gets back up to the 90 i think you're in the register and you um move on but i, I don't know if it's going to get there or not so nice nice gap up this morning
4: hey, what's going on at 85 dennis i mean bulls and bears squaring off there you got is it pretty looks like it's pretty tight there
3: um, it was just bid there. Now it's offered they're there. Sorry, <laughs> okay, go right, so Yeah, just that's a bet.
4: That, stocks. It's a big level. They're right, yeah. right at this high, right here. So we'll see. Big move though. For I'm more solo. inclined
3: to sell the pop today. In this,
4: I'm <laughs> to sell the poppers today. Well, i sell what? the
3: popper every day. I'll buy the dip, <laughs> sell the rip. That's why I got, got. I was going to make the shirt. Buy the dip, sell the rip.
4: It's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what? uh that those numbers really didn't shake up things. I think this could be one of the quietest uh, pre-market shows here as far as the spoos go. I mean, we are just sticking in a, a real real tight range, up 20 it's, handles. This really is what t- bull
3: markets are, though. I mean, we're I back know. in a bull market. We're back making new all-time highs here. At least, you know, the buy is right there butting its head against an all-time high. But queues are breaking out. You have multiple stocks. We talked about the Facebook yesterday. It did break out yesterday. It is continuing to break out. I mean, it's hard to be short stocks when stocks are making new all-time highs. That's why I put some money back to work again again yesterday you know you've got to put money to work when stocks start breaking out again so you pick a few stocks and you go with it so some of that cash i've been sitting on i had to put it back to work yesterday um, pen gaming got a headline full disclosure yeah. i'm still long pen yeah pen pen came out with
2: some guidance this morning uh they gave they gave q2 preliminary sales guidance uh above the estimate, uh, and they gave some Q2 EBITDA guidance as well. They also announced the proposal of a 400 million dollar offering of senior notes, Ooh, offering by the old people.
4: That's not good.
3: Um, uh, I mean, socks up two dollars and 32 cents. Guidance is trumping everything here.
4: Yeah, uh, it's just it's wow, it made a new low for the move, uh, last week, too. I mean it's trying. That's seventy-nine fifty is the pre-market high. Kinda of blue skies above that. Next daily high is eighty-one thirty-eight. But uh make sure it make sure it, it gets, you know, it's hold, you know, if it's gonna really make a run to eighty one, make sure it gets over that pre-market high, seventy-nine fifty holds it but wow just can't believe it made a new low of the move yesterday not not great relative strength no it's been really bad
3: relative strength to be honest with you it's no it's one like i've got some stock to look really good this is now back above where i paid for it but um it hasn't been great i mean it has been underperforming it's been leaking we're not hearing as much about portnoy as we were i mean the dkng was a buying opportunity on its dip from who was the short selling firm? I was just uh, going to say, you,
4: like you read my, we've been doing this show too long. Hindenburg.
3: Hindenburg. That was a Hindenburg buying opportunities. What that was. Cause the stock came right back. I mean, the sports betting is not going away. I still like the story here, but these stocks just, they're not looking as nice as some of the other stocks. This is, there's probably better places for your money. All right.
2: Uh, let's go to, there's a few more things on the list and then we'll go to the chat. Um Oh God. I got just blanking now. Um, Oh yeah, Comcast. That's right. So, oh, yeah. when well, and well, I discussed this yesterday on the At the Close show. Um, I guess I, I, I can't remember a time where um, a, a nugget in a feature story cost Wall Street like, Journal. But uh, it, this was not like a, a hard news thing. It was it was more of a like a look at at Comcast and how their CEO is positioning themselves for the future. And in that article was a little nugget quoting. <sighs> Some anonymous sources like maybe Comcast could potentially buy a company like Roku, like Viacom. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Comcast came out uh, late yesterday and said, yeah, that's just speculation. Um Again, I, I I can't remember a time where like a nugget... I'm sure it's happening, but I, uh, I I don't remember when. But
3: they hammered the stock on that little nugget. Yeah,
2: it was, just a, it was, a, little, <laughs> it was a little nugget in, a, in what was a long story. It was they a,
3: said, what? well, they're going to pay up for Roku. We're dumping the hell out of this. I'm going to say, agree with Rich Greenfield this morning. I know he's not liked, but he made a good point on CNBC this morning. Um, I have no problem with Rich, but a lot of people don't like Rich Greenfield because of his AMC one-cent price target. But um, he was just saying, Roku... You know, it was a, probably an MA target when it was a $5 billion company. It's a $50 billion company now. And he was saying that anybody to likely buy it is going to, have to pay $70 It's a lot of money to pay for Roku. So I don't think Roku has any chance of getting bought at these prices. I think, you know, any corporate executive is like, I think it's overvalued, to be honest. You know, it's, it's moved up. It's nice. This is the kind of market, it's a storied stock. It's had an awesome run here in the last six trading sessions, 3.33 to 4, 4.30. But um, I, I don't think there is a company out there going to buy Roku. So I, I don't think it's Target. Yeah, I mean,
4: boy, someone, someone in the printing room saw this article at uh, 3.40. And look at that. Walked it up, and then you get the news. I mean... <sighs> I don't know, just kind of shake my head and stuff like that, but nothing you they, can do about
3: it. They were so, asking Rich, you know, what? what's a target, you know, for Comcast, and he was struggling to find one. I'm trying to think of one, too. Like, who are they going to buy? Uh, like, they were saying, who was proposed? Roku and Viacom? Well, Viacom we'll
2: oh, makes a little more sense, but... It, it, Would that be
3: allowed? Well... Well, why not? It, why, I mean, because of two it, of the it, major media companies in the world, yeah,
5: I mean, yeah, 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 I think Hold there's going to
3: be major antitrust no. scrutiny on a Comcast Viacom deal. Hold honestly. on, though.
2: Hold on, though. We we just went through this. AT and T yeah. just went through this a few years ago, right? AT and T bought Warner and all that content, and they also control the the pipes, right? They're a cable provider, are they not? Yeah, that's worked out, and then it, it, it worked out <laughs> horribly. Actually, they just they just un, unwound that investment, uh, spun it off the discovery. But we've been through this before with a major
3: cable provider. So I Viacom's cheap. There's no doubt the Viacom is cheap. Um I think I sold my Viacom. I don't know if I still have a piece of it or not. I bought it once. I had it on for a swing trade. I think I sold it. I, think I got spooked on the market, and I sold it. I ended up scratching it, which um, it's kind of the same spot. It just This is just doesn't do anything, Joel. I mean, this buy I know, I can't believe it. i has been stuck between 38 and 43 for, I it know. feels like, eternities. Um, it's starting to perk up a little bit, though. I don't I, mind I the chart. I actually it. kind of want to rebuy it. So I sold it. I think it was right around where I resold it. Because so I bought it because it had some insider buying, and I was like, okay, maybe that's going to kickstart And then it didn't kickstart it. And I put on for a swing trade and, you know, and then it started to leak again. I'm like, okay, well, they're not going to even listen to the insiders. They're just not interested in the stock. So, you know, maybe, maybe rumors of a potential takeout. Obviously, yesterday it got some life. So, you know, maybe that gets a kick started here um i kind of want to own it but at the same time it's viacom <laughs> and if it doesn't get bought out that. i don't know it's been kind of just an underperforming asset for a long time besides the ridiculous run that we had back in march which obviously we know why that happened
4: yeah i uh, i mean i usually don't like to draw a trading range you know this tight but uh 37 50 43 50 i mean that's it i mean you almost like you got to go to like five-minute chart to get some action on this one but respect the trading range and uh if it didn't move out of the trading range on this news i'm not sure what will uh s leaking leaking a little bit here that overnight move maybe we got a little overdone maybe imbalances are not uh there to support you got the, oil the leaking low.
3: here a little bit too yeah you know, down sne- sneaky sneaky little sell-off here in oil so keep that in mind as well
4: Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Mid range on the session is down at uh, 43.75. So we'll see if we get to mid range on the session.
2: Okay. We can do some ticker time now, I think. And um, he, Tom Vigor dropped a ticker that we were talking about before we hopped on this morning, which is Ride. Um, and it's just not going
3: down. Uh-huh you had the 10 to lean on we set this up one up three four days ago and saying everything is fundamentally against this company but it's not going down it's and not. the 10 is holding the 10 was holding we said it i don't remember which show it was but it was three or four days ago we, I'm every like, day you can lean on the 10 and people are leaning on the 10 and all of a sudden you're up 15 on your investment there so i never took the trade i just can't bring myself to buy because the fundamentals obviously, situation is so cloudy but i'll tell you it it won't go down. It won't go down on bad news.
4: It won't go down
3: on bad news. Tells me it still wants to go higher. So that's good for our friend Marcus. Um, yeah, the Marcus, 10, I think 10 he's 10. He's ten bid.
4: I think Marcus is 10 bid for the float. He's <laughs> is done that Marcus yeah. holding it up. Yeah, he's done he's with options. Joking, by the way. He sent me, me an joke. email.
3: I'm joking, folks. You gotta well, watch. You gotta really clarify when you're joking because some people will take this really. Thoroughly. Okay, oh so, yeah, Joel said that Marcus is buying. No,
4: no. He Mark sells. Ryan, he, he, he doesn't, doesn't sell. He doesn't buy. Yeah, that's true. He sells. He does, but he sells puts. <laughs> yes, he, he sells puts. You know what? Uh, this looks like it probably. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I mean, it, it, like I said, it won't go down on bad news. Uh, it just seems like uh, it will catch your breath, get up to 1230, and they'll say, oh, the results that we had that we said were lower are actually lower than the previous results we said were lower. And then it will go down, and then it will come back up. But uh, you just can't argue with it, you know. You can't argue with the support now. The res- trading up a little bit in the pre market. You get yeah. air up here, up to twelve eighty seven. If you can hold this 11.41. Oh, that's a matching high. A lot of three highs right here at eleven from eleven forty one to eleven sixty, and there you are right now. So open in the resistance. Let's see if it goes bid there and has some work to do in the twelve dollar. Lean Hand on up. the ten. Lean on the yeah. And you also might have some people that are saying they're just trading, you know, like a range in this thing. And like, they don't care if, it, you know, they bought it at 10, they had a 950 stop. They're selling at 12, hell or high water. You know, they don't care because it's, I mean, you got to have. There's some stocks that just
3: don't care about fundamentals. And this is turning this is into one, one of them, them as well. It's turning into one of them as well. And, you know, and, and when stocks start, stop trading on fundamentals, a dangerous stock, especially to be short. Them, we know that. Say, we oh, know yeah. That. They, they don't they don't have orders. They don't have management team. They may not have any money. We know this market just sometimes just doesn't care. Yeah. It's a type of market that is you know, in certain stocks is disconnected from fundamentals. I believe that is the case here as well. But that doesn't matter. Will it reconnect one day? Maybe. But, you know, we've been waiting for GME to AMC to reconnect with fundamentals, too. And they don't look like they're going to reconnect anytime soon. So, you know, obviously, these, you know, these this disconnection from fundamentals in certain stocks can stay for a lot longer than you think it can. Speaking of AMC, I don't know if you saw what
2: the CEO tweeted last night. Uh, he's trying to convince everyone to vote yes for another
3: offering. <laughs> Why not? Sell more <laughs> stock. At least he's gonna. getting some cash. And I mean, if people are willing to pay these kind of price for their shares the management team is smart. Keep dumping stock on them. Keep raising cash because that's giving, you know, the putting AMC balance sheet in a lot better position than it
2: was. I want to show you these tweets. Some of you fear dilution but maybe neglecting that equity raising is a powerful tool to strengthen the company and help shareholders. AMC said five times in January, May, and June that we diluted shares but as a result raised $2.5 We are much stronger because of that. Uh, oh, AMC's board and management believe you should vote yes to authorize 25 million new shares. Remember, they Cannot be issued before January of 2022, more than six months from now. See your proxies and materials for more information. Uh, there's no way this is going to pass. <laughs> this is going to this,
3: this. Why goes, not? This goes against the short squeeze thesis. Issuing new shares. It, it, uh, it, that's why they've been issuing new shares nonstop. They've been doing it like crazy, nonstop. That's well, why you know you look at this and the market cap is so dang high because there's so many more shares than were ever outstanding before. So I wouldn't be surprised if anything passes here. Right. I mean, people just see, oh yeah, well, let's give him more money. You know, he's going to strengthen the company. Based on my a good uh, talker, man, that, that's the only talker.
2: Based on my initial review of the uh, the subreddits uh, last night, the they subject, weren't pleased with more dilution. They were not pleased.
4: <laughs> not, not What's pleased. what? Is there any good movies coming out? No, actually, I
2: looked last night because uh, it's supposed to rain this weekend, and uh, oh not- no, yeah, oh yes. Hmm. I don't control the weather. It's supposed is to. There any,
4: no, no. I try to never believe the weather.
2: Channel. Yeah, so yeah. Fast and the Furious Nine is out. If you want to see it, uh, uh oh, that that looks like a real uh, comedy. Yeah, no, it is. It's they're, they're great. They're over the top. They're great. Let's go back to the chat here. Fidel was asking about uh, Southwest Airlines way earlier at the top of the hour. Luv
4: Fidel. Long- yeah. F I Fidel like F I F E D E L E that's at EL that's what i wrote down yeah oh yeah. man uh my dad used to own horses um uh with a guy named Fidel maybe
3: it's him it <laughs> was
4: Oh, fidel's been gone wow. uh three he his middle name was F, too. So it was Fidel F Fari, Triple F. Triple F. Oh, he was Fowler. great. He was great. My dad had one. He was always optimistic. He was always the bull, no matter what you know was going on in the race. Fidel was like, we're going to come back. And then my dad's other partner, Jerry Briskin from New York, would be like, after every race, let's sell that pig. I don't want to have that horse anymore. And then my dad was kind of stuck in the middle. So, what stock does Fidel want?
2: Uh, Southwest Airlines. F- Fidel It sounds like Dennis Dick, but just a few a few seconds later. Uh, oh yeah, triple T. Yeah. Like. All right, LUV. Back to the back. Now,
4: to the oh, let's see. Cool. Now we had all that bad news, and um, uh, you know, and, and everyone said, well, it's not that bad news. Well, it was bad news. And it kept on going down. The reopening trade has been looking great. I mean, once again, you got a level to lean on. Uh you kind of up and down again. So if you feel like fifty-four, sixty-seven is the low, then you can lean on that. But just on the that's a big red candle this month. And uh the next support comes in at um Fifty two twenty nine on the monthly basis. I mean, people talk about uh, the variant, this Delta variant. Like I heard this lady from Right Aid, and like reason you know we're being really conservative is you know the 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 variant coming out and another lockdown. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, where she was coming from on that. So I don't know if the reopening trade got a little bit uh, overdone. But you're a lot closer to the old time high where you tried that the other month than you are. If you're looking for more of a retracement, but 5467 has been the low of the boom so far.
2: What was this out a few days ago or not? Uh, Ford, their chief technology officer is leaving for Amazon. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, the free press reported this morning, but Ford is saying, Oh, they announced it internally on Mondays. What they said. Okay. So, so, so that news just came out. So the CTO of Ford is going to Amazon. Hmm. If anyone cares. Um, I don't care. Okay, fine. Well, I, well, I figure technology. <laughs> listen, listen. I figure technology, EVs are technology, right? All right, moving on. Uh, BNZNB was asking about Ambarella, AMBA. Let's take a look.
3: Stock, um remember when Amborella used to be just a tracker, would track GoPro yes, back in I the day? Yes, I was
4: thinking that too.
3: It was always like, oh yeah, this surprise the parts for GoPro, and GoPro goes up, Amba goes up, and you know what, GoPro obviously went down to the gutter, but Amba still, uh Amba obviously wasn't just a GoPro supplier, there were a lot of suppliers for a lot of different stocks, it's been a great company for a long time, Um, great stock. It's sleepy here, you know. I don't own any shares here, but I'd say if I obviously got to want to have an out. So 97 bucks would be my out. 104, 105, you got eight points. I, I would have liked it better yesterday if we would have brought it up. I, if I was looking <laughs> at this chart at the 101, I'd be like, mm, I kind of like that chart. It's now it went yesterday with a lot of stocks went yesterday that were sleepy. We did have that little bit of a catch up trade that we were talking about could potentially happen in some of these stocks. Um, Tesla leading the charge there, obviously. So. I don't know. On a pullback, I'm interested, but just a little bit far now for me to stop out because he's still got to kind of go down to the 97. I don't like risking 8 bucks.
4: Yeah, a lot of highs between 105 and 107.
3: Remember, and and see how I set these trades up. I'm always looking, where's my out? First thing is not about, oh, how much money can I make? First thing is about, how much money am I willing to lose? That's the first question every single time when I set up a swing trade. How much money am I willing to lose? Where's my stop? So I look at the chart i like, I got a little double bottom at 97. Okay. Well, if it cut through there, I wouldn't want to be long it. So I'm like, I'm up at 105. Do I want to lose eight bucks? No. So I don't do that one. See this yesterday at like 98.99. I was like, oh, yeah. I'd want to risk a buck or two for that upside. Didn't see this chair yesterday, though. Didn't look at it. Look at GoPro double digits. That's the stocks coming back that have been from the dead. You know, you got to set up here, though. You could yeah. stop yourself out at 1127. So say, you know, maybe you want to go down to the 11 bucks yeah, a little that. bit further, but if you think, you know, this thing gets another life, I don't know if I want to be long GoPro. So I probably don't do it just because it's GoPro, but you know, it's a funny market where some of these old names, you know, start to get some life all of a sudden and start to catch on. So, Um, if you wanted to buy it, you got to stop yourself, I'd say,
4: below that 1127. What was 11 11 for sure? June 8th, man. This caught the hops on June 8th. I'm not sure what the news was on uh, on uh, GoPro, but uh, yeah, you had to move up to 13. That's the highest it's been. Let's see. Did this this got a move on the short squeeze? Oh, 1379 was uh, the high in March, a little pullback, and now regaining some momentum. I don't know how. Oh, I oh Amberella. So we were talking about um, That's how that, and I then. did the. Uh, sorry about fair, that uh, <laughs> digression. Great Oops. question
3: from the chat. What percent am I willing to lose on any trade? I mean, we could throw this to you guys too. Um, usually, when I'm setting up a swing trade on on scalps, it's next to nothing. I, if I'm trading a headline or I'm trading, you know, different arbitrage <laughs> badges, I don't want to lose much at all on those. So I don't. Have, I have almost zero risk tolerance for those. But when I'm setting up swing trades. Two, three percent, depending on the stock, if the stock's really wild, you might have to give it a little more room. But usually two, three, four percent I'm willing to lose. But then uh, and then, you know, so I'm looking for getting usually two to one, at least maybe three to one. So if I'm willing to lose three percent, I'm usually looking to make 10 percent on a swing trade. And remember, I'm diversified, too, though. So I'm not like putting 100 percent of my money in one stock. I usually never like to put more than like two to three percent in any given stock, too. I'm fairly conservative. Like I, I'm a very conservative trader. You know, I've they you know, there was you know, people call me like the base hit trader, where I'm always just taking base hits. I'm not going for home runs. I'm not trying to double my account overnight. I'm just trying to pay the bills. You know, twenty two years, you're trying to do this business, I'm trying to be consistent. You know, that's why I'm fairly consistent and haven't had a losing month in my in my Bray trading account since nineteen ninety nine. So it's base hits. If I was going for home runs, I'd have losing months all over the place. But I like the consistency. So this is my only job. Trading is my only income. So besides, you know, you get some passive income from different stuff, but trading is my income. I need to protect my capital at all costs.
4: Uh, if you guys want to hear more about uh, Dennis's and his trading strategy, uh, a lot of it's hedged uh, at uh, 1030 to 11. I do uh pre-market prep with stock odds and a lot of Dennis's strategies were created uh, or developed by Bright Trading and Bob Bright and Rob And So you can join me at 930 for that, or excuse me, at 1030. I'm going to hop off now. We missed a lot. I thought of it was takers. one o'clock. Stop. No, that's a phone call. Oh, <laughs> okay look at your calendar
2: look not not gonna okay. happen getting okay. get, get, getting dentists to respond to a text
3: or an email or anything during the day is uh, yeah, brutal man is
2: all right
4: guys we'll see kids
3: trading there's a lot going on in my day so Locking i am up. very slow at responding to a lot of things somebody like they sent me a dm and i didn't respond to them for two days and then they called me an asshole and i'm like Poof, <laughs> that's tough man i try to respond as quickly as i possibly can to most of the dms i get i don't get you know i don't get a ton but you know i probably get 10 to 20 yeah. you know, questions through dms a day yeah and i try to respond to most of them i don't i'm sorry you know i do miss some because sometimes what happens is i look at it i read it and i don't have an immediate response and i get sidetracked doing something and i don't uh, get back I, 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 that's my problem so, so you know if i don't do it right away when i see it but i do try if you dm me i do try to you know get back and you know, um, you know, to most of the questions that I that I can. You know, I'm not, it's not like I'm getting a million a day. So, right. you know, I can handle, you know, a certain amount. But sometimes it takes a little while to get back to you. And sometimes it just gets forgotten. And I apologize to those, you know, people who, you know, I look at it and I don't respond and I just don't get back to it. But you need yeah. to
2: start writing
3: template answers.
2: Like, thank you so much for your question. And then write a generic response and like, just start. Yeah, but I
3: like to give real responses. I'm, like people are asking, it's always about a stock. I, I mean, yeah. what do you think of this stock? You know, it's almost always, but well, what do you think of this stock? Yeah. And then I say, not investment advice because we're not investment advisors. Right. And I say, if I like the chart, or I don't like the chart, and yeah. that's pretty much it. So it's almost always that.
2: All right, Corey D is asking, did I miss what Dennis buy bought yesterday? Yes, Corey D, rewind the stream. I, like I'll fun. say
3: it. I saw so I bought more Baba for a swing trade. Yeah. I bought Teladoc for a swing trade, there's, there's, and there's, there's, I bought some Rocket, right. and I bought some UWMC. So I bought four stocks yesterday for swing trades, leaning on the UWMC. You can see the setups. I'm leaning on the low of the move, 895 on the UWMC. The RKTO is leaning on the low of the move. and put nice little three bottoms, 1886. So I'm already up. I picked that up, I think at 1919. I'm almost up a buck in the rocket already. So you know, now it gets you know another buck, and it's like, okay, well that's pretty good. So these are short-term trades. TeleDoc. Um, I was looking to risk more on this one, so I'm probably going to try to stick with this one for a bit and uh what's the other one baba somebody asked me my price target for baba i'm hoping i can get back up to the 225 to 235 range i've have a long-term core baba position that i'm not going to sell but i put on a little bit more for a swing trade simply because i was going to lean on that low of the move at 208 so again it's just swing trades leaning on the, looking the chart seeing a little bit of life looking for a little bit of a catch-up trade and leaning on the lows of the move i think mitch you know if we have mitch there you know i think this is what you were doing in tesla when you were calling it out at 606 weren't you like looking at that low of the move at 593 And leaning on that?
5: 100%.
3: That's the exact level. So, exactly. So, Mitch looks at this and says, I got kind of a low to lean on in Tesla. So, again, Mitch, you know, and obviously, you know, has become a very good trader. The reason Mitch is being successful is because he's looking at where is my out? Where is my discipline? Where am I going to cut this trade if it doesn't work out? So, first thing he's looking at is, you know, is how much am I willing to risk? And then looking at, you know, and going and taking it from there. And sometimes, you know, it's okay to let a trade become a longer-term investment if it re- really just keeps going. And then it gets to a point, you know, some of my trades or swing trades could become long-term investment. Sometimes they get up enough of them that to keep a piece. Like SunPower originally, for me, when I bought it $8, was a swing trade. And they just went up, up, up. And then I kept some of it as long-term investment because it went up so much that I was like, well, I've, I've taken my cost basis out of this now. So just never let it happen the other way where, you know, you're, you're, you're disciplined makes you hold a trade and then you're, you're letting that long-term trade become an investment because you're losing. So, you know, it's okay on the other side of the coin. Just, you know, you got to have discipline. you got to be able, willing to cut your losers. Um, someone asked yeah. Uh, oh, we
2: never asked you what you do with Triple D, uh, the 3D systems, if you traded that one the other day because it, it, it had that huge move.
3: I, meant I didn't add. trade it. You didn't trade it? Okay. No. I always, always. I'm mad because it has my ticker symbol. No. I have like, yeah. a you know, yeah. <laughs> D- anger D- out D- of that stock. Desktop, I want the ticker symbol. Desktop metal. Um I'm looking to see if it runs with Triple D today. If Triple what D What stock runs, is that? It's desktop Metals. It's oh, that, a we 3D looked stock that one for also, a while. Um, There's a setup though too. Same thing. I like Mitch's good eye. 1180 1169 1333. It's a little bit to risk cuz I would stop myself up below that that little double bottom from 2 days ago. Again, looking at the dailies, 1617. Remember if you're looking at charts, you know, I the first chart that I look at I get this question all the time too is a 90 day I want to know, you know, the dailies. I don't care what it's doing on a tick chart, you know, because that's all high frequency trading. It's going to chop you up. You know, I don't even, I've never, never used a tick chart. I think they're absolutely useless. Um, but, you know, I look at, and I'm a day trader. And I think a tick chart is useless. You know, I look at the 90 days, get a feel. Is the stock trending up? Is it trending down? Is it trending side? Is it going sideways? Get a feel for the trend. And then, you know, is there anything? I'm not a pattern trader, but is there a low to lean? As a stock, if it was going down, is it stock going down? Has it putting a little double bottom, meaning two lows, consecutive days, or it's giving me something to lean on? That's when I strike. So that's how I strike with my swing trading. You know, with the day trading, yeah, and now you're doing different things. You're scalping a little bit of momentum. But, you know, the swing trading, um, you know, I'm always looking up for those different setups where I can limit my risk and I know where my out is. Great insights, as always, from Dennis uh
2: that is uh that's that's about time Dennis for so we'll see you tomorrow man good luck in your trading today and uh we'll talk to you tomorrow morning find out how those uh how those baba and uh teledoc and uh mortgage uh company trades worked out for you uh 907 here guys I'm gonna hang out for a couple minutes i'm gonna hop off we got Robert roy going live at 925 today he is going to walk through setups uh, particularly in options, because that's his specialty. Options setups today. Uh, in the overall market, in individual stocks. If you have a question about a stock from from an options or a chart standpoint, save it for Robert. He can answer your questions starting at nine twenty-five. He'll go for about an hour. Uh, I've got Chance Trade, who usually goes live in the evenings, going live today and not at uh, at ten thirty. Uh, going, he's a technical trader as well, so he'll go through what he's watching. We've got Spax Attack today at eleven o'clock, and then I mentioned. Uh, Or somebody in chat mentioned Doximity, right? That's the IPO today. And the uh, DOCS is the ticker, right? Yeah. Doximity is going to be on the Power Hour today at 12. Let me get this time right. 12.30. Uh, Anna Bryson, the CFO of Doximity, DOCS, will be, and you can see the chart is empty because there's no, didn't open yet. The CFO of DOCS will be on the Power Hour on this channel At 1230 Eastern Time today, put that on your calendars if you uh, trade IPOs, if you're into that stock. Uh, If you have a question uh, about a technical setup or a chart, I highly recommend the Get Technical Show at 1 o'clock with Neil Hamilton. He will answer as many questions as he can. And he's more of a patterns guy. Like like we're not really – Joel and Dennis aren't really patterns guys. Uh, or even Joel, who you know is, is a technical guy, doesn't really use patterns. Neil is much more of a pattern guy. Um, so if that's more your bag, check that out. Uh, two o'clock today, we've got the BZ Crypto Show. If you have any questions about uh, biotech, about the Eli Lilly news, ramifications of that, save it for biotech buzz with Vivi at two thirty. I'll be live with Joel at three thirty for the At the Close Show. The Cannabis Hours at four o'clock, and we've got After Hours with Ryan Bionni at. 5 o'clock. That's the schedule for the day. Let's move into the Movers tool here. And I know there's more questions in chat that we didn't get to. I saw Twilio got mentioned. It didn't didn't get to that. I saw Square got mentioned. Didn't get to that. I've wrote, written a few of them down. But we'll try to cover those on the At The Close show uh, for anyone who sticks around for that. Oh, guys, we didn't even talk about earnings today. Like, we had Rite Aid. Uh, and then let's check if Carnival is out uh, yet. Because they're usually out later, but Rite Aid, uh, I saw that the stock was down this morning. The EPS beat, the sales missed. They gave some sales guidance for next year, and they said that for the year they're going to make around twenty-five to twenty-five and a half billion dollars in, in overall revenue, which was a smidge above estimates. And the EPS, oh my God, they're going to lose, they're going to lose money uh, next year, is what they're saying. So let's go to the chart here on R A D. In ben, this Ben thinker Pro, by the way. Pro.benzinger.com. Free two week trial. Yeah, it's down. How is this company you know, here? Uh, can we go to the uh, their earnings here, earnings history? They're saying they're gonna lose money next year. Basically, the the whole the last year, the whole COVID thing was like best case scenario for a right aid because everybody was forced to go and 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 get their vaccine and buy some stuff while they're at it, right? So, um god, let's just go back to that chart again. Let's just zoom out on it. Like remember the trend it was in pre-covid for the last like half decade, right? Look at that trend. You you really want to fight against that. Be my guest. Anyway, stock is down 12% this morning. Um is Carnival out yet? I didn't see the numbers. I know they're usually out like later in the morning. They always do some weird stuff with their earnings. Um, let's look at the, the pre market chart. Doesn't look like it's out based on its trading. Let's hop into my press release slash SEC filing news feed where all the press releases and SEC filings get piped in automatically to Benzing Pro. No, I do not see numbers on Carnival yet. They're usually at, like nine, a little or a little bit after nine o'clock. So awaiting the carnival earnings report Um, again. uh, Let's go to a daily here. Stock has come back a long way, uh, but still a little bit of ways to go to get to pre COVID. I know they're they're They have a schedule out now they're back doing uh, cruises again. Um, Let's see what, let's see what kind of guidance they give. I would, I would hope they would give guidance now that they actually have some, some cruise ships on the books. Uh, and then there was one more, wasn't there? There was one more. Um, oh, yeah, KB Home. Oh, and Darden. Uh, but KB Home is is, is more interesting. Um, they reported yesterday after the close earnings per share. Let's bring the chart up earnings per share of a buck 50 versus a buck 31 estimate, sales of 1.44 versus $1. 1.5 billion dollars. So an EPS beat and a sales. Miss typically EPS has, has, has uh, well, traditionally EPS is, is, is a more valuable metric, but in recent history, it hasn't mattered as much because a lot of companies don't make money. Um, anyway, stock is down two and a half or two and two thirds percent this morning. Uh, you've got uh, RBC coming to their defense a little bit, raising their price target um, to 47, though still neutral on the stock. And how is it affecting the other ones? We, we we tend to see these home builders pop and drop on earnings. So KB Home has never really got a pop today. Lenar, up. And then um Toll Brothers is the one I always forget for some reason. Uh quiet, not, not no big volume this morning, Toll Brothers. And then uh Darn and Restaurants, right? had earnings, did they not? Oops. I could have sworn DRI, uh, yes, they did. Q4 EPS, higher than estimates. Sales, higher than estimates. They gave some guidance. I love love me some guidance. They're saying for next year, our earnings per share will be uh, in line with estimates. Sales will be above estimates. They're also raising their quarterly dividend by 25%. We like that. Stock up about 2% this morning. A lot of people like the Olive Garden, I guess. Anyone here in Darden or what? Be curious to see uh, if anyone here was trading Darden or KB Homes. And then there's, oh, yeah, Steelcase, right? SCS reported. They did. And uh, EPS beat 24-cent loss versus 31-cent loss estimate. Sales beat as well. 556 versus 554 million dollars. Guidance always more important than earnings. Uh, guidance, uh, EPS guidance for the quarter above estimates, sales guidance for the quarter above estimates. So, m- headline numbers mostly beating, or actually, all beating for steel case. And the stock is up three percent this morning. Um, luggage, right? And furniture is, is, is what they do. Let's check it. Yeah, furniture. Hey, man, inflation for everything, right? Even furniture. Everyone's buying stuff. I think that was it on the, uh, the earnings front for uh, yesterday and today. We do have, uh, after the close today, big, you know, let me just show you. Rather than tell you, I'm just show you. In the Benzinga Pro earnings calendar, today is the 24th. After the close, guys, we've got FedEx, we've got Nike, and we've got BlackBerry. Let me zoom in. That's a little hard to see. Okay, FedEx, Nike, BlackBerry, all reporting tonight after the close. So, we will be very interesting to see those. We know FedEx can can often be used as a proxy. People like Mark Shakin we use the FedEx report as a proxy for the overall economy um, because they're so integrated with with you know consumer uh, goods and shipping and demand and and uh, retail and, and, and all that stuff. So we will be watching those three after the close today. I saw somebody mentioned uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Let's go to the earnings uh, their ratings calendar, which we have not been to in quite some time here on this show. We used to talk ratings all the time. Uh, we don't talk them nearly as much because, um, frankly, in a pandemic, ratings don't matter. But we're coming out of that now. Bed Bath & Beyond caught an upgrade this morning from B of A Securities to buy We're giving it a $38 price target. Again, that's their estimate of where Bed Bath & Beyond should be 12 months from now. So Bed Bath & Beyond, what are we at? 31 here this morning. So uh, stock is trending up on that. We also have an upgrade from MGM at Deutsche Bank to buy. Giving it a $54 price target. And those are the only ones that really interest me. Magni International, MGA, an upgrade at Goldman Sachs to buy. Goldman Sachs is pretty influential on the street. So that's notable as well. What about uh, downgrades? Mm, Dollar Tree down to neutral at Piper Sandler. BP down to uh, neutral at HSBC. The other two don't seem that interesting to me. So... uh, CCL is out. Randy on the news that says, all right, let's go. CCL, they always do some weird stuff with their earnings. It's always in like uh, different currency. Okay, one minute chart. Here we go. CCL numbers, uh, adjusted net loss last quarter. Yeah, of course, no real surprise there. The end of the quarter with $9.3 billion in cash. I guess that's good because uh, they made it through the crisis, right? Um, they say cumulative and advanced bookings for fiscal year 22 ahead of the very strong pace for 2019. Let's go. Okay. So we're, we're reacting here on the chart, but let's just go into the press release ourselves, see what we can find. It, they always do weird stuff with their report. It's always, it's not clear um, the way they report earnings. They just don't make it easy to find. Let's go. There we go. Here we go. Okay. Um gap net loss of 2.1 billion dollars last quarter. Ba 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 ba. Um customer deposits increase year over year. Can't get really compare that. Forty-two ships from eight of our nine brands have either resumed or announced they're going to resume operations by November. So over half the company's capacity is what that's referring to. Like I said, we got some cruises on the books. That's progress. Uh, and, and here's the number: booking volumes for all future cruises during uh, Q2 were 45% higher than they were. No, that's a, the, oh, then they were in the first quarter. I don't care about the first quarter. Come on. I don't care about that. It's going to mean where they don't like make their EPS and overall revenue obvious in in the top of the release. It's very irritating. with These guys, let's go back to the chart. Mm, Just sort of hanging out here. Now moving lower. What about uh? What about the peers? I always want to keep one eye on the peers, right? RCL quiet, training a little bit higher. Norwegian quiet. They're all they're all quiet here. Okay, that was fun. Um, now we're moving lower on Carnival go back to the movers tool this is what i use every morning to get ready for the show and figure out what's up what's down a lot of these we covered already right we talked about right aid we talked about uh dq that's the solar stock the chinese one down on the solar headline uh, we talked about biogen down on the eli lily headline you know lily's up 7% this morning you can see it right there uh, for Solar, we discussed. We covered all, all, most of the major movies here this morning. Dead, Bath & Beyond. Um, KB Holmes just went through. Okay. MGM, yeah, I mentioned that upgrade this morning. Um, okay, that's pretty much it. I know there's a few things in chat that I didn't get to. Uh... Born to be free says, "Look at the price target for AFRM. Okay, eighty dollars. Not that outrageous. sixty six. That's not crazy. Oh, was this an IPO or um or a SPAC or direct listings? I don't remember. Feels like it was an IPO." A rough go of it. Yeah, a few people have mentioned PIA Palantir today, or maybe it was just you, John, mentioning it several times in a couple of days. Maybe one day since I've looked at it. Um, yeah, it looks strong, right? It looked like it consolidated for a while. It looks this. We talked about growth stocks yesterday, right? Uh, the all, all the all the ones that were in favor late last year in January, February. They they all look okay, right? DocuSign. Teladoc, Palantir. this does not look bad at all and you have some levels to lean on right this whatever this range is right this like 23 to 25 range you have some 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 support there this looks not bad <laughs> uh uh bu- 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 let me go through chat we got a couple minutes left and then I'm going to hop off the stream for, again, Robert Roy walking through options setups up today, 9.30 or 9.25 till around 10.30 um, on here on the stream. This stream will redirect straight to Robert Roy, so you don't have to do anything. Just click play, maybe. Um, before I go, I want to remind you all that all the information from our show. to be used informational purposes only not for investing or trading advice please and thank you if you haven't already drop me a like I would greatly appreciate that are we at 500 likes my goal is 500 likes for every show are we there we're at 315 not 316 thank you to whoever just did that let's get to 500 if we can so many good insights guys Joel, Dennis, Mark Mitch The chat, you guys are great. Give a like for yourself. Uh, What else did I want to say? Yeah, Benzinga Pro is the tool we're using right now. Pro.benzinga.com for a free two-week trial. I'll put the link up on the screen. There it is. If you have any questions about Benzinga Pro, you can ask um, me. You can go to the site, or you can just email the Pro team themselves, and their email address is also going to be up on the screen there it is onboarding at benzinga.com if you decide you want to try benzinga pro uh you you want to pay for it get a discount using this promo code that's up at the bottom of the screen now youtube 20 the word youtube y-o-u-t-u-b-e number two zero will get you 20 percent off any benzinga pro subscription uh again i'll put the link up again pro.benzinga.com code youtube 20 all right, uh, let me see how many likes we're at. 367, so we're not going to get to our goal today, which makes me sad, but tomorrow's another day. All right, everyone, that's going to be a wrap for me. Good luck at the Open today. Robert Roy live trading starting in about a minute, and we'll see you there.